This is mission.org. This is Marketing Trends, your number one source for exclusive interviews with chief marketing officers and executive marketing leaders in the Fortune 1000 and beyond. This is Jeremy Bergeron, and I interview, collaborate, and partner with world-class CMOs and marketing leaders across industries. Your content is at the heart of what you do. It connects your company to others, teaches them, guides them, and inspires them. But creating, managing, and editing content at scale is often very chaotic and difficult. Empower your content teams with Brightspot Content Management System, made specifically for marketers and corporate communications leaders. No more waiting for a developer to have to piece things together. Put the power to create and deliver powerful yet complex digital experiences into the hands of your marketers with a comprehensive suite of ready-to-use tools and functionality. Bring a bright spot to your tech stack, your customers, your team, with the Brightspot content management system. Visit brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to learn more. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Marketing Trends. Super excited again. I know I say that every time I get behind the mic, but it's true because if you were me, you would know who we're talking to today. And you're about to know because I'm going to introduce this human to you. We have another really incredible marketing leader. And I know this because I took a good look at his LinkedIn background to see where this human has worked. Um, Shamir, welcome to the show. Let's, let's talk about Shamir and where he's been. Shamir is responsible for, of course, his business now is a co-founder in Smart Panda Labs. We're going to get into that. But he's worked at a number of industries from, we're talking travel to entertainment to technology, brands like Southwest Airlines, the Walt Disney Company, NBC Universal, and others, right? So this is someone who understands marketing and marketing leadership. And the things that they're up to at, at Smart Panda Labs is interesting. What they're helping brands do to digitalize and transform is going to be interesting. So Shamir, welcome to the show. We're super stoked to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. I mean, look, you, you've you had some awesome experience. I mean, look, your roadmap, your career has brought you to some epic brands. Now you're you're at the helm as, as a co-founder at Smart Panda Labs. And for those who don't know, please, please tell us about Smart Panda Labs and then what you're up to right now. Sure thing. Yeah. So Smart Panda Labs, we're a digital experience consultancy. Um, really, our focus is about saying, what are those gaps that are preventing organizations from being able to really transform, to move forward, to deliver the kind of digital experience that customers are looking for today. Uh, and once we identify those gaps, it's what's the right combination of marketing and, and IT and product to be able to fill those gaps and help people move forward. So it's really about filling those gaps, helping people move forward, helping them drive meaningful digital experiences that reduce costs, drive revenue for companies. So how did it come to be? Because, I mean, look, you worked at some epic places. Look, I mean, your, your marketing chops you know, go back to some really great brands. We just mentioned some of those. But what was the intersection of, of kind of Smart Panda Labs? You obviously had gained a ton of experience and you could have done lots of things, right? Many different, you could have gone many ways. What was the kind of genesis of Smart Panda Labs? What did you see that, that wanted you to jump in and create this? 
Yeah, um, in a word, frustration. <laughs> ah, ah. Um, so frustration on kind of two different levels, right? Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, just in my professional career, working at some of the brands you recognized, um, I was fortunate because at the time I was working there, you know, over the past couple of decades, it was really a time where the internet really started to take off, right? So it was really a time where the internet just became this critical component of business. It wasn't just something that kind of organizations had on the side. It, it became mm -hmm. just the central component. So I was really there helping organizations build that foundation, build that framework for success. Um, and there were so many gaps, you know, in organizations in order to do that. Marketing had these needs. Uh, IT didn't understand those needs. They talked two different languages. Someone's speaking Spanish. Someone's speaking Sanskrit. No one's there translating. Um, you saw these large projects, you know, multi-million dollar projects that produced absolutely nothing. Just mm -hmm. a lot of frustration and just recognizing that there was a need for these large enterprise companies to say, how do we align these different groups? How do we communicate effectively to say, this is what we want to deliver. But in order to deliver it, there needs to be some consensus, some combination of all that we're doing across marketing, across product, across operations, across IT. Um, so that's where we started Smart Panda Labs was to say, let's help enterprise organizations who are in those earlier stages figure that out and build a really good, solid foundation that they can drive those kinds of digital experiences forward. So what was the what was the first like, OK, we're on to something moment when, you know, there's 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 an idea you have. You have this experience. You hope that it's going to work. And then you become you create something real. What was kind of some of the first like proof of concepts where you're like, OK, we're on to something. Brands need this. Tell us about that. We had a um, we had a, someone that we used to work with or I used to work with in, a, in my corporate life. Um, and she moved on to a, another brand. Uh, actually, it's a travel hospitality. She moved on to another hotel company. Um, right after the idea for Smart Panda Labs was conceived, I uh, happened to run into her at a conference. Um, actually, it was at Adobe Analytics Conference. I remember this. And just kind of said, hey, how, you know, how you doing? Um, she mentioned what she was doing now. I said, hey, just so you know, you know, start doing this on the side. You know, if, if you ever need me help with anything, please feel free to let us know. Sure enough, as soon as I, I got, got back home, she sent an email and said, actually, I just got here. Um, the analytics are a complete disaster. Um, you know, we need this fixed. We're not getting good data. We're not getting actionable data. We, we need this, really, you know, really fixed and really driven. And again, it was it was an organization that, that should have had it figured out, <laughs> but they just didn't have that expertise in-house to be able to make that connection and say, you know, she knew, she knew enough as a marketer to say, hey, ultimately, this is the kind of stuff I want to see. But she didn't know anywhere near enough to say, how do I actually make the tool deliver that, that data information to me? Her IT team didn't have that experience. She wasn't able to give them that experience. So again, there was that gap that needed to be filled. Mm -hmm. So just that, that immediate response, having someone like her immediately uh, respond to that and, and come to us and ask for help. And I think she referred us to our next two or three clients just because wow. she understood the value of that. And kind of said, "Hey, these guys can help you too," and, and that's really what we're when they take off. That's, that's really amazing. what helped us to to fill that. And Smart Panda, I mean, you guys have been at it for over a decade, right? Yeah. I yep. mean, this is incredible. You've already, I mean, every every year that you keep going, you're already you're achieving a milestone, right? Of like a business that's from an idea to a, to a real thing that's still serving a, a great need in the marketplace. Um, some of your your major clients on the Fortune 1000 come from the hotel and healthcare industries. I noticed. Why do you think there's such a need for digital transformation in those industries? You know, it's funny. Some industries are very, very forward thinking when it comes to that stuff. Um, retail, probably more, more than any other, is mm -hmm. super forward thinking when it comes to B2C anyway. Retail is really forward thinking when it comes to that. Um, 
Some industries are the exact opposite. They're very much old school. Travel definitely falls into that or has historically a lot of, a lot of times. Um, healthcare definitely has historically done that. And I think those are industries that don't tend to recognize that, um, that ultimately when all is said and done, people set the bar for the kind of experience they expect industry agnostic, right? So, you know, you, you go to an Amazon and you have a certain kind of experience and you don't care that now all of a sudden you're, you're visiting a, a hospital website or you're visiting a hotel website. This is, this is the standard. That's, that's what's set. You don't, you don't, you don't all of a sudden say, well, you know, it's, it's only a hospital, it's only healthcare. So I expect it to be down here. People don't think like that. But I think when you get into an industry like a healthcare that maybe you just assume, hey, look, we have a need, like we're not going anywhere. You know, it, it doesn't matter what the experiences we deliver or maybe travel, you're so fo- focused on your product. You know, you're so focused on the plane. You're so focused on the cruise ship. You're so focused on the hotel room that you don't recognize that you still have to leverage digital to get people on the plane, to get people to the hotel room. So I, I think that that disconnect is what's really caused some industries like travel, healthcare, uh, real estate's another great example. They just, just move a bit slower when it comes mm-hmm. to really understanding here's the standard we need to be achieving and how do we drive that standard. So as a co-founder in, in Smart Panda Labs, what, what inspired the business to really focus on B2C companies in the early stages of digital transformation? The B2C side basically came from our experience, right? So we we were just used to working with B2C, used to working with companies that spoke directly to the customer, the end consumer. So it was very comfortable for us to do that. Um, And again, because we kind of all grew up in the early stages with the organizations and them trying to build that up, what happened was as the years passed, we saw there's still a whole lot of very, very large companies that are doing very, very basic things when it comes to digital. So we said, hey, we, we've kind of gone through those pains ourselves. We, we saw what that is and what that takes. Let's take that knowledge and let's pass that on to these other enterprise brands that also are at that same place and need to build that foundation and build that framework for success. Hmm. I'd love to get your thoughts on kind of just data. And I, and I, I saw that there was a, a guest post on, uh, I think, SiteSpec that you wrote about capturing lean amounts of, of customer data instead of large amounts. And I, I want to get into this. I love this. Why do you believe, you know, lean data is more effective towards kind of personalization? There is just so much data that's possible, right? It, there's just such a glut of it that's possible to capture. And a lot of times as marketers, we will get enamored by it. And so enamored that it's like, well, yeah, we need to know this. We need to know that. We need to know this. And, and 80% of it, like it's, you're not going to do anything with 80% of it. You don't, you don't have the time to do anything with, you know, even in an ideal perfect scenario. And, you know, you can get kind of paralyzed by this sea of data and it's so much that eventually you don't really end up doing anything. Whereas, you know, we believe that if it's, if it's a, a leaner focus on data, it's like, okay, what is the most actionable? Where can I gather data in a way that's going to tell me this is what I should do, or this is what I should try doing? then you're creating a much, much different scenario because now all of a sudden you're, you're taking the data and you're moving it from insight to action, to experimentation. You're trying and seeing what works. And then you feed that cycle again, right? That experiment yields additional data. Again, you drive more insights, you try to see what works. And now you've got this iterative process going, but that can only happen if you kind of get out of the morass of this, just to see of, of, of unnecessary data, you start lean and you get the cycle going. Now, once the cycle's going, now it's like, hey, if we had some additional data points, you know, we could try this or we could do that. Then you could start to add in additional data and kind of do that. But you got to get the cycle first. If you're too focused on how much data you have, you can't get that wheel turning 
And if you can't get that wheel turning, you're not going to mature. You're not going to grow. You're not going to transform. What's some of the more meaningful data for B2C brands like right now in 2023? Like what are some of the things that, because we're seeing some brands like reprioritize metrics and shifting things around. Like what are you seeing in the spaces you're playing in? When it comes to the basics of data, we've done a pretty good job of kind of getting that down, right? I think the challenge becomes for a lot of brands is understanding, you have to understand that the big audience segments that exist um, and whether you, however you're gathering that, whether that's behavioral, whether that's capturing certain first party data, data sets, uh, whatever the case is, kind of breaking that down into those different segment audiences, analyzing on that level to determine what's most relevant to those audiences. Again, using those, those basic metrics that you're already capturing and just understanding there can be huge differences in those metrics when you start breaking them apart by segment audiences and then delivering what's relevant to each of those groups. Um, I think that's going to really be the key moving forward because that's what drives forward personalization. So we talk a lot on this show about kind of the modern day marketing leader and and you know to me the the, the CMO the marketing leader especially at big big enterprise brands having to to be able to build trust and rapport with IT right and with finance and with operations and the, the marketing leader is such an interesting utility player especially now um but kind of zooming in on the IT kind of marketing relationship, and I know you you understand this one pretty well, is is when when you know when you think about the biggest disconnect between IT and like marketing strategy when regarding this really good digital experience, what is that biggest disconnect? What are you finding in that? I think it's two things, right? So one, I think it's it's, and I know you said what is the biggest? You asked for one, but I'm going to give you two. Okay. <laughs> so one is very much the mindset. Um, unfortunately, a lot of marketers, especially if you're a little bit old school, you've been doing this for a little bit for a little while, you view very much IT as a barrier um, as opposed to a partner. Um, and the reason for that mindset really speaks to kind of the number two here, which is the fact that, um, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, right? It's, it's hard for marketers to communicate in a way that IT understands exactly what they want. Um, I think a lot of times marketers will you know, thinking about it from a construction analogy, right? It's like you you draw a picture of this building or this house that you want. You show it to IT and IT is the contract and you say, build this. And IT is like, that's not nearly enough information for me to, to build that house. That's not nearly enough to, 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 to construct that building. And I think marketing's like, what are you talking about? And then the frustration comes into play. Um, and it's that disconnect, that gap, right, that exists of like, Marketing needs to better understand the technical aspects, not so much so they could actually build it themselves, but to kind of understand, look, I'm going to need an architect. I'm going to need someone to translate this into a blueprint that gives IT the exact information they need to build it. IT, on the conversely, needs to understand, look, that's not their area of expertise. I need to help them understand. They need, we need to bring an architect in to help them translate that. And a lot of times there's that lack of a desire to kind of figure out, okay, what are we missing here? It's just immediately goes to frustration and then that frustration kind of perpetuates itself. And then sometimes marketing will say, well, we're just going to outsource this and you know, we'll bring someone else in, which then frustrates IT because it's like, well, we could have done that. Now you're paying these other people to do it. And it just causes all kinds of issues, all kinds of bureaucracy in organizations that really can be avoided if, if marketing understands the need to understand the technical and IT understands the need to say, hey, I, I'm going to need to be an educator here as much as anything else to help them appreciate what the, what the real needs are for me to deliver. Do you have kind of like a, like table stakes and must have tools for for brands in terms of like Martech stack or just technology that you feel like, you know, modern day B2C brands, like what are some of the things you like to see? Or are you just like, hey, these tools are really valuable or these are helpful? Anything come to mind? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, you've got, um, you know, you've got your kind of your analytics stack. So you've got like more your event analytics based tools. So like your, you know, Google analytics based tools, Adobe analytics, those kinds of tools. Um, you've got your experience analytics tools, which are uh, also important. So tools like uh, Full Story, Content Square, tools along those lines. So from an from a analytics standpoint, um, from a customer data standpoint, uh, CRM, uh, CDP, uh, both of those are ones that we like to see. Definitely the CRM and, and most preferably a CDP, a customer data platform, is going to be powerful from that standpoint. Um, and then actionable tools, right? So marketing automation platforms to be able to drive those digital campaigns, those omni-channel campaigns, uh, and experimentation platforms to help understand what happens on the experience side and say, how do we optimize the experience in the funnel to get people to take the action we want them to take? So if I was going to say there's kind of a, the, the most simple form of the toolbox, it, it's probably those that set of tools is probably the, the, your strongest starting point. Awesome. So what are you excited about right now, kind of this year? What are you, is there, are there things that you are kind of one learning about, excited about kind of with a lot of talk about AI, especially now There's a lot of talk about, you know, bringing some of these new technologies together. They're certainly going to impact the B2C space. They already are in a lot of ways, but what are some of the things that you kind of look out? Cause you have a perspective about kind of where things are now, but you also kind of might know where are things headed? Where are we headed? What are you learning about and excited about right now? You know, AI is definitely the, the thing that's kind of on everyone's mind and, and, and what that's been able to empower, right? How much faster that allows brands to, to move forward and iterate because of, again, because of the amount of data that can be fed into that um, and the machine learning algorithms that can be used to drive experiences moving forward. So that's what I'm really excited about. And, and I'm excited about the fact that it's picking up so much momentum because it's, it's forcing brands, it's forcing those enterprise companies that perhaps haven't moved forward to kind of say, hey, we have to figure this out. Right, because you have to have such a solid, strong foundation to be able to use some of these new technologies. Those aren't those aren't easy buttons, right? You can't just bring in an AI-based tool and say, "All right, let's go, push the button, it's going to rock and roll." Mm-hmm. You know that there's so much structure, there's so much structured data that needs to be fed into that for it to make intelligent decisions. That's forcing companies to say, "Okay, if we want to do this, if we really want to move forward, we've got to figure out these other things. Like we we can't afford to keep putting this off and and, and pushing off." these kind of infrastructure investments we need to make in order to build the right foundation to be able to take advantage of some of the tools that are really moving um, the business and the market forward overall. Wow. Now you you guys have been have been recognized. Smart Panda, Smart Panda Labs has been publicly recognized for its achievements in diversity in business. I love this. How does Smart Panda Labs kind of infuse its own diversity into the digital transformation of clients? It's all about perspective, right? I mean, with diversity comes perspective. So whether that's the perspective of someone from a different race, um, someone with different background, someone of a different gender, whatever the case is, that perspective really helps because when you when you step into a situation with a client and you're trying to put yourself in the framework of their customer, you know what I look at, what the perspective that I took it at and look at it as a, as a male is going to be a lot different than perhaps one of the one of the women on our team and the perspective they come at whether they, you know, maybe has a mother versus a father, certain things they may be threatened by that don't threaten me, right? There's just so many different perspectives that just matter a great deal. I remember one of our team members mentioned once, um, you know, during COVID, the whole thing about like curbside pickup, you know, really, really took off, right? Um, but she was saying has a mother, you know, even before COVID, how invaluable that was to her. Like when you have one or two small kids mm-hmm. and you're driving around and those kids are in the back, like she's like, I would pay a premium to be able to pull into a spot and have you bring the groceries to me and put it in my car. Like that's a huge value to me. And as a man, I, I'm not going to really perceive that, right? I'm, I mean, I can understand it intellectually, 
Sure. But I can't perceive the emotional value that that goes to, to a busy parent um, being able to have that need met, how valuable that is to them. So that kind of perspective that we bring in having those discussions with our clients or even among ourselves, that's not something that can be faked, right? It, it's only a good mix of people, a good diverse team that can see things from the perspectives of, again, one race or one age group or uh, one gender or whatever the case may be. Any other kind of thoughts that you want to share with, you know, we get a lot of marketing leaders certainly on this show and in our audience, but just if you have any kind of final thoughts of like what you would want to leave with marketing leaders about the space that you're in, again, about the way the world is turning, what should other CMOs be thinking about, whether they're B2C or B2B, kind of based on your perspective, what would you want to leave them with? I think the one big thing for CMOs to take note of, right, is that you know, being part of the C-suite, um, when all is said and done, you know, the, the business and how it's performing overall matters. The profitability of the business matters, right? It's not even just about driving revenue, but it's about doing it in an efficient way that drives profitability, that drives value for the company. And I think as marketers, sometimes we get very distracted by um, the advertising solution. We make We make every problem an advertising problem. And we think to ourselves, well, if I just throw more money at this, if I spend more money and drive more traffic, I can push more people through the funnel. Th that's great, but that gets really costly really fast, right? It's not the, it's not the efficient thing. And I think what, what, what often happens is that we forget that people spend a handful of seconds interacting with an ad, right? The, the vast majority of their time is post-click. It's after they click on the ad. It's when they go to the landing page. It's when they go to the website. It's when they engage with the conversion funnel. That is the overwhelming majority of their time. And yet I find as marketers, we spend the overwhelming majority of the money pre-click on, on the ad, on driving the traffic. And don't get me wrong, that's critically important, but it's like you're not putting your money where the people are spending their time and at the place in which they're making the decision to actually buy. And I think moving forward, that has to switch. You know, we've got to see the importance of that user experience. We've got to see the importance of driving experimentation um, leveraging personalization. We've got to make that experience better where people make that decision, where they find value, where they say, yeah, I'm going to interact with this brand. I want to become loyal to this brand. I want to interact with them again. I want to build lifetime value. It's not ever going to happen on the advertising side. It's only going to happen on the user experience side. It's going to be post-click. So that's, you know, that's one of those things that I get in my sandbox about that spend the energy, that spend the effort, the time, the resources on what happens post-click. That's where people are spending their time. That's where you need to spend your time. Mm, I love that. I love it. Shamir, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of Marketing Trends. You kicked us off with another, our second show of the year. And um, where can folks find you? Where can folks connect with you? Is it best to go through LinkedIn or the website? But how can folks find out what you're up to and maybe connect with you for more stuff? Sure, certainly. Yeah, LinkedIn is, is probably a great place to go. Um, I try to post my thoughts on there so you can either agree with it, uh, argue with it, <laughs> hate it, and not follow me at all, whatever the case is. But you'll definitely get my thoughts and insights there on LinkedIn. Uh, and of course, uh, smartpandalabs.com is a, a great place to go to, to interact with us as a company. Awesome. Well, thank you for being a part of Marketing Trends. Shamir, have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks, you too. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. 
at the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.